at Pew Talk Podcast, we know that faith starts in the home. We also know that it can be difficult to take what we hear on Sunday and live it out in our homes the rest of the week. That's because information alone doesn't lead to growth and change. But information that's reflected on and put into practice is much more likely to lead to growth and change. Join us as we hear God's Word, reflect on it, and give practical starting points to help you live out your faith in your family and in your community. Woo! All right, there's only two of us speaking. That's because we have guests today. And they don't know the drill. Because they probably never heard this. Woo. (laughs) And we're going to cheer. Hi, everyone. How are you? Um, So Gerber's gone. And Mrs. Gerber's gone. And Lacey's studying or something. Mm -hmm. And so... That's a lie. (laughs) Hi, Lacey, if you're listening. (laughs) Cheater. (laughs) So she's at the lake. And and Pastor Gerber, there was a, you know, there's a hurricane in Mexico. So that poor guy, I don't know. Is there really? I'm not sure where Mexico is. Is it it Hagatha? I don't know. It was Hagatha all along. Um, Anyways... uh, So uh, we invited uh, Vicka or Vicker. 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 Or, or if, you're, if you're from Boston and you're allowed to say Vicka. Yes, you are. And I think, uh, and then uh, we have, can we, we, we can still call you. Like we we say former, like former, like the former part of Prince, but it's former pastor. Right. It's kind of like I've died. It's former. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm back for tonight. I was resurrected. So oh, thanks. <laughs> So, Pastor Dan Hoyer, how are you? Good. And Vicka Rathke, or should I say Greg Rathke, former principal. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> have joined us, and we're going to be uh, talking about some interesting topics about plugging in and what that means. And um, and then we have Casey here as well. So, we usually start off a little bit just to see how things are going. Casey, VBS is next week. Yeah, yes it is. We are, we're counting down the minutes and the days and anything that you can count oh, down. Oh, I'm to counting get- down, buddy. Yep. <laughs> It, it'll it's exciting it's our first time having vbs back in three years so we're we're thrilled to have kids coming back and giving them the message of the gospel and, and we're, if they haven't signed up yet where do they go <laughs> well you can go to trinityfremont.com slash vbs so that's that easy huh yep then there'll be a button you can press there and they'll give you the form you need to, need to fill out and it's not complicated at all and if you if you just go to the page next to it with trinityfremont.com slash donate then there's, <laughs> there's a completely different form there yeah and we're cool with that one too okay I just want to make sure. Okay. We're very cool with that one, too. So, Memorial Days. How was it? I was outside all day. Did you go fishing? I didn't. I worked, <laughs> I worked outside all day. Like I've been waiting for a day. Gardening. What are you uh, planting? Um, if it wasn't so windy, I would have planted some trees, but it was too windy. So, um, gourds got in the ground. All my or- ornamental gourds. I saved some for my little neighbor girl to help plant on her side of the fence. But uh, otherwise, the gourds went in. and um, Pumpkins? There are some little dinky pumpkins. <laughs> and there's some pumpkins that have warts on them. Is that the uh, official name? Mm-hmm. Little dinky pumpkins? Very scientific. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a plant plantologist and I know that's not what they're called. But <laughs> miniature. Gonna, miniature mini me. <laughs> yes. Miniature pumpkins. <laughs> Orange ones and white ones. They're harder to carve though. Mm-hmm. They're really difficult. Because they're so small. Yeah. Do you have to use small little knife? <laughs> I use a Dremel. <laughs> Just got to watch out for the, the splatter. So you had to put on eye protection. Okay. Well, you know, we actually had those face shields we used to wear during coof time, so we could put those on. That's true. I, I never wore one. Neither did I. <laughs> but we, we could. We could. Yeah. And a lot of rabbit roofing with lots of chicken wire. They are... Electrified? Uh, I wish. <laughs> 
Um, so I ran out of the chicken wire that Pastor Dan gave me a couple of years ago. I had to go buy some more because they are just rabbits. So it look like Fort Knox, Fort Knox around your, your gourd station? Uh, it's all perennials. They just they pick and choose what they want to eat. It's a buffet. It is a buffet. There's lots of different Is perennials. there like one rabbit that you like have your eye out on? Like, I want to oh, yeah. get that guy right there. The um, mortal enemy. Um, unfortunately, there's two little babies now, too, and I think they're munching all the um, black-eyed Susans. Black-eyed Susans should be about six inches tall. Ours are about an inch and a half to keep them down. Rabbits. So it's a pain to cut chicken wire and then to make the little round cages so that stays, yeah, scratches. And I think dogs help with that, don't they? They do. And that's one of the reasons we have a lot of rabbits because we don't have a dog anymore. Oh, see that? Yep. I had a dog once that just ate rabbits in front of me. Mm-hmm. We didn't eat it, just broke its neck. And went, Duke used to swallow them, yeah. Uh-huh. Little babies. Squeak. It's a, it's a great conversation. Yes. Oh, phenomenal. <laughs> does your current dog do this, Paul? No, our current dog doesn't know how to get out of the door without hitting its head. So. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's probably listening right now going, you don't make fun of Lola. Yeah, I can make fun of her. That's <laughs> Dan, how was your weekend? Good. Fairly uneventful. Yeah. All of our kids are further away, and we saw some last week in Cleveland, and uh, we're leaving tomorrow to go to North Dakota, see a couple more. Oh, yeah. You're traveling all over the place. Yeah, because I don't have a job now, so I can do that. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you can make it to this. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so why don't we start with a little bit of the um, the reading. We're going to read Acts 1, 1 through 11, correct? Is that right? That's right. Mm-hmm. That would be most correct. Now, I have the uh, NIV version, so I want you to read the ESV just so we can oh. just confuse everyone. Oh, good, because I had both pulled up, so I'm going to the ESV now. Here we go. All right. In the first book, uh, and this is Acts 1, uh, verses 1 through 11. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart for Jerusalem, from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into the heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. All right. There we go. So, I'm going to I mean, you did the sermon this week, mm-hmm. and uh, you equated this verse to a smoke detector. Yeah. So, uh, well, I, I knew I was going to preach on uh, Acts 1, 1 to 11, but I wasn't exactly sure what direction I was going uh, until uh, a Saturday night about 10 days ago when the fire alarm slash smoke detector beep, beep, beep. started beeping. I was looking up. <laughs> That's pretty close. <laughs> Not quite as annoying. <laughs> I mean, he could keep pressing it if you want. <laughs> so the looking up is what got me thinking after the second time that it went off. Like, I can't believe I'm standing here at 4.30 in the morning looking up at a smoke detector. And then when I went back to bed, I was thinking about verse 
11. Why do you, yeah, why do you stand here looking into the sky? You've got work to do. The Great Commission, he gives the Great Commission in verse 8. Go and tell, and, and Matthew says what we're more familiar with, uh, go into go into the world and tell everyone about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but verse 8's similar. You're going to start in Jerusalem, and you're going to go to Judea, and then you're going to go to Samaria. And before it's all over, you need to go to the ends of the earth. And so um, so how's that going to happen was, was my main point. It's not going to happen by us not being plugged in. We have to be plugged in. Our faith lives have to be plugged in. We have to be plugged into Jesus, or how can, how can we be the light that needs to shine to prove that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life and the light? So there you go. Little synopsis there. Yeah. And so you were equating the smoke detector that essentially was not working because it was not plugged in. Right. And then it really wasn't working because I did unplug it. <laughs> So it was useless. And so I am. I did equate, we have to be plugged into Jesus or we're not going to have the power necessary to do the most important job. And the last thing that Jesus said was, go make disciples. And a, and a smoke detector, I mean, any of those devices, uh, carbon monoxide, any of those kinds of things that are, they're meant for our safety. They're meant to protect us, warn us. And uh, that's really what being plugged in is. I mean, we're more aware, we're discerning of all that. And I think uh, Greg, we'll get to that this next week when he gets to Pentecost. So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll save some of that, but uh, there's so much more that comes when you're, when you, when you're plugged in and you know what that means and how it affects you and it affects your, your, um, your job, whether it's uh, this job that it's, uh, that's in the text, uh, going, telling people about Jesus or just being the light in a world that's dark yes. and then allowing um, people to come with questions um, to us when maybe they're not understanding things. It gives us great opportunity. Yeah. And I, and I like the analogy of um, the, the smoke detector was, was created to do a job. Yes. And then when it's not plugged into that, it can't do its job. So it's essentially a hunk of plastic. Yep. So its job is to make us more aware, make us us, but if you just use the analogy of as we are a smoke detector for the world, yes. if we're not plugged into Jesus, then we're not actually, the only thing we're doing is... I know this. Making noise. That's all we're doing. <laughs> right. So what? We're squawking. So what did God create us to do? Well, it, there, it is to warn in some aspects. Well. And you need to believe in Jesus or else. Yeah. But we do that through different means. A lot and of each, different means. Each one of us has a different job in that. Yes. Um, we talked about a lot about that before. Yep. Um, one of the conversations that you and I had, because we're picking songs, mm-hmm. you picked the, the song called The Ascension by Paul, um, Phil Wickham. And in the course of that, the, the, the reason why I kind of I kind of sent this to you and said, with Chris kind of works from when, at least in my point of view on that subject was you know let's start the ascension let's start the climb let's actually start climbing this mountain because you were talking about just looking up and doing nothing right and 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 the angels I'm assuming were they're angels men in white they were angels they're, they're <laughs> looking at you going what are you doing stop looking up and start doing something you know and um, you ding bats you ding I said ding bats in my email but. <laughs> Well, and I, and I can imagine that happening. You know, you sit there going, what are you doing? Oh, and drooling on yourself going, look at that. You know, um, every time I, every time, and, and I don't know if this is blasphemous or not, but every time I think of this, Jesus going up and people looking at him, I'm thinking of Elijah looking at, I'm switching those around. No, Elijah. Elisha looking at Elijah. Elijah, yeah. Going up in the, the fiery chart, the, the yeah. whirlwind, yes. And then him going, all right, I guess I got to do, do his job. Mm-hmm. You know, and he picks up what's cloak and just goes, right? Um, I don't know if that's accurate or not. I, I saw a cartoon on it once. He kind of, <laughs> he kind of cries out. I mean, it's kind of like, no, 
oh, you can't leave me. You know, father, I think he even says kind of like he's my faith father. But but you're right. You know, there is there is that lapse of like, what am I going to do now? Yeah. You know, I, I'm left and on my own when we're really not on our own if we're really well, plugged that's what in. Well, that's what he says. Yeah, and he was saying that eventually. And I, was, I also mm-hmm. thought it was interesting. He said a few days because it does happen in a few days. It does. Most of the stuff he says is soon. And it's like, okay, well, a century is okay. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> What is soon? <laughs> and so whenever Jesus says soon, you're like, all right, well, that could be. That could be tomorrow. That could be 2,000 years from now. Yeah. So thanks thanks for being vague there, buddy. But um, <laughs> To him, though, <laughs> soon is very soon. <laughs> yeah, but when he really means soon, he means a few days. Mm-hmm. So there is a song like that, too, that's just as old as the one we were playing before. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yes. So I guess, I guess. I don't know if Paul knows that one either. I'm, I'm def- sure he doesn't. I definitely don't know that song. <laughs> We have a, we have determined before this podcast that I am un, unaware of a lot of songs in the past. Just just old songs, it's old country old songs. songs. I'm yeah, just not a, I, yeah. So it's okay. I'm not a young chicken, not like uh, Casey over here. But some of the songs you guys are mentioning. Well, we're older, so yeah. I guess you guys have. We're, remember, we're former. Okay. <laughs> if you're old enough to be a former, now I was a former music therapist, so therefore I'm. That's why I'm older. Now you. I got I got nothing. You got former. nothing. Sorry. One day you'll be a former something. <laughs> yeah, but today is not that day yeah <laughs> anyway so being plugged in and being plugged in and being powered by jesus a lot of people are probably going to go what does that mean like what do does you, that mean yeah so let's talk about that just for a little bit what is what does that look like what is how do how do we how are we plugged in well i gave up i gave four ways you can be plugged in on on sunday but there are plenty more you got to be in the word number one um worship um being with surround yourself by the fellowship of believers um prayer time so there's lots of different ways we can be plugged in prayer time separate than pew time yes or pew talk but you can pray in the in the pew you can oh wow we, we just went full circle there yes Whoa. so being in the word which essentially means reading the bible studying the bible reading and studying yeah i'd say both yeah and i i think i i would add to that personalizing um it's easy to read the bible as a story something in the past and go well you know it's a nice story but even like we're talking tonight i mean imagine if we were um one of those dumb disciples and we're looking into the sky. I definitely can say that I am one of those. I, I mean, <laughs> we've never seen anybody levitate, leave, go, you know. I, I think it's important for us to personalize it to say, I would have been one of those guys. And I would have had to be um, smacked, w- w- woken up by the by the angel saying, what, are you, what are you doing? Stop looking and drooling on yourself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because the word of God is meant to be personal. Mm-hmm. You know, he calls us by name. And, uh, and I think that's important. It's not some the stories are all good but the stories all have purpose and are relatable if we if they're personalized to us and and you look at at what the disciple like that that it's so easy i shouldn't say easy but it's a lot easier to look at because we know how the story goes we know pentecost is coming we we're christians today because well first off because of the holy spirit but because of what those men did well, yeah. started doing Hind, that day. hindsight's 2020 yeah. yeah but you know all, all of a sudden it's like jesus turns over the keys to them and says drive you know it's and that that first moment I, I can imagine that's a little intimidating i mean they're not that far removed from jesus's own crucifixion uh, you know that there's some intimidation with that the pharisees didn't let up when 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 jesus was crucified they if the movement continued they were out they were out for them still they faced a lot of challenges so that's why they were locked behind it, that door yep i mean i would have been looking up too because it's it's a lot safer to keep looking up but that's not what safe wasn't what we were called to be yeah there's <clears throat> there's probably some analogies that we can think of now that i'm thinking about it um oh you just started thinking about it i just thought of yeah just started thinking about it 
So let's just say I'm t- just going back to my childhood and and sometimes we would stay overnight at my grandma and grandpa's farm uh-huh. and it was fine when my brother was with me. But I remember one time I was, I'm going to go stay overnight by myself. And when mom started leaving, you were like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Can't do this. There's a phenomenon called the risky shift phenomenon. You ever heard of it? Risky shift. I have not. Maybe. So it's uh, essentially that more people will take higher risk in a group than they will on in, an individual, okay. which is kind of, so it's just a, a shift of where you, where your perceived risk threshold is. Yeah. If you're with people, especially people that you trust, then your threshold for risky behavior, not necessarily jumping off a cavern, but be able to talk to people or, because how many times have you gone into a room with your wife and you're able to go up and talk to somebody because she's right next to you versus if you just walked in by yourself, you're kind of standing there going, maybe not me because I'm a <laughs> butterfly, but introvert, especially introverts, no, you right. sit there and go, I'm going to talk to you right now, you know? And the, the old Kennedy evangelism years ago was that way, you know, you went um, two by two and you went knocking on doors and asking, you know, if they knew the Lord kind of thing and what's going to happen if uh, you die tonight kind of thing. But yeah, to go alone is more than scary. <laughs> it's bad enough going in, going with somebody, but it's kind of like, oh, I can't back out now because, you know, well, so-and-so is with me. Well, so. I got to support that person. I bet yeah. that person's going, I got to yeah. support this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's why we say, I mean, it's not good to be alone. I mean, we're going to go out and do this great commission. We have to do this together. Right. And, and now, of course, I'm always looking at the skills that everybody brings with you when you with that group, because you can't know everything. But generally, there is somebody in that group, depending on what size and what that knows something about whatever is going to happen. At yeah. least has some sort of idea what to do with it. And that's why it's so important, that, like Craig said before, with um, with one of his four points, that it's important to, it, to be in worship. Because in you know you can study the word on your own, but when you study it with people, it's different it, it can it can just everybody has a different take or a different idea mm-hmm. and uh and then kind of come together but in worship you're also there as as weaklings to be strengthened in a way and and then i can start to know what other people's gifts are and oh they, they know that person i could i could invite them to to do this because i couldn't go alone i mean there's there's ways to find out and that's the relationship part of it that's necessary i think well and, and I'll, i mean because you brought up the fact that when you're reading the word in a group how Greg reads it because you said it was personal and how you read we can all read the same thing and how we interpret that you guys heard about the the law of averages with well law of averages when it comes down to well it comes down to that whole thing about guessing a cow's weight you ever know mm. you ever read that story so, <laughs> I think I've said this before I don't know but there's a cow and if you ask the town you put it in there and, and the thing says what's the weight of the cow you'll have the people who have no idea and just kind of throw in numbers and then you have the butchers and the people who have ex- expertise that can say this is like that and if you take the average of all those answers and you have the outliers and all that other stuff you take the average of all of it they're, they're within like a pound wow. interesting and and so this is the reason why a group of people can look at a situation if they're actually have a common goal right and well and part of studying the word of you know the word of god is is our truth right there so we may look at it differently but our bottom line is that the word of god is the word of god it, it's the ultimatum in a sense so we can discuss then my take and your take and their take yeah and uh and then say, oh, well, you know, it, it becomes a fuller, I think it can become a, a fuller understanding of that same verse that I, I thought I knew. I thought I read. I thought I studied. Yeah. But when somebody else uh, puts their two cents in, it's mm-hmm. it broadens. Well, and, and that was one of the things, with, like watching The Chosen, I, I think you mm-hmm. and I talked about this. You you might read this verse, but when you actually, because they do a good job looking at the history and looking at the political stance and how the Romans and the Jews were co- cohabitating together and what's going on there, right? And so you take all those factors and and then when you read it later and you're going, oh, now I understand the parable better just because of the fact of how history 
history and what that meant to that to the individuals yeah. then, you know and so because that's why when, especially the parables when you read it you're like how is that applying to my life now when I'm, I'm not a I don't understand this yeah. this kid going off and giving giving his inheritance right now I don't get that you know he, he doesn't get his inheritance till I die you know <laughs> right how am I going to divide it up you yeah. know so like I mean we're just talking about the parable of the of the uh, prodigal son mm-hmm. and and how that interprets to our our lives but looking at the history and how that is done really can open up what Jesus is trying to teach there mm-hmm. now I'm not saying that you can't read it and glimpse from that but seeing the bigger picture that's where Dan might have a better idea of history at that point I'm looking at it from a you know I would say a layman version of it versus somebody who's gone to school and studied it and so we all can come from a different point of view well and it one of the things that opened my eyes uh you know Jesus was largely in a very agrarian community a lot of farming and, and harvesting and things like that and so there's a fair amount of his stories and parables that revolve around that and I, I didn't necessarily grow up on, on a farm or anything like that and so one of the things I that opened my eyes uh you know there are several mentions in the Bible separating the wheat and the chaff I'm like okay that makes that makes sense um and but one of the jobs I had as a summer job when I was uh well during the summers at college is I worked at Kansas State University in their agronomy lab which if you don't know what agronomy is most people don't it's the study of seeds and so they would they would figure out what variations of seeds would work in certain environments so you can't just harvest them you have to hand harvest them and I can tell you chaff gets everywhere by the end of one of those days where you're picking heads of wheat and sifting them and I can totally see why Jesus talks about burning the chaff because that stuff itches like nobody's business and that especially if you sweat because then it just hardens on your skin yep that's exactly what would happen because it was a summer job <laughs> and, and, and you know the, the the fact that we're we were an agricultural culture in the world until what 1900 mm-hmm. it's only like what 120 years ago that's not that much when you think about it right. mm-hmm. and so I mean that that analogy worked oh yeah a lot more like, yeah. n- like 99% of all US citizens were in farmers basically mm-hmm. yeah. until the industrial revolution but well, one of the cool things was I went back uh, uh, to Concordia to some of my theology classes that fall and I we were talking about some of those parables and I was able to share like oh this is what chaff does when you get hot and sweaty and it just gets everywhere and you know it itches like crazy You're and grabbing sand aren't you yeah it just gets everywhere <laughs> yep <laughs> Oh, that's a whole nother reference. That could work. <laughs> chaff is even smaller than sand, so it, it, it would take it would take more than one shower to actually get it all off. If it had, it had been a long day, being a guy from Boston, I have no idea what you're talking. Yeah, about. I don't know what a ch- chaff is. It's all the dust in the kind of the outer onion shell of the seed and seed pod. Like it it's all the worthless. It's this. You know, you, you know what a corn husk is, right? <laughs> <laughs> he should by now. I should he lives by in now. Nebraska, so. Yeah. so in Envision every wheat kernel having its own miniature husk, mm-hmm. and, and as you, you have bre- to separate that, but as you break it off, it gets smaller and it gets into the wind and attaches to you, and it's little bits of plant. Sounds, sounds horrible. Yeah, it's not fun. I can see why Jesus talks about burning it, because <laughs> I want to do too. It gets oh. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets everywhere. Oh. Okay, so we talked about reading the word. We talked about being involved with church or with mm-hmm. group of people reading the word. What were the other two points that you brought up? Uh, prayer life, prayer life, and devotion life. And your devotional life is going to certainly have some reading of the word in it. How much is totally up to whatever you do, you know. So my de- my personal devotion involves scripture reading every day. Um, purposeful. So it was October. It was after the being challenged that, that I decided alright, one of my habits is going to be being in the scriptures daily. Not just once a week or no start and stop. And so my go-to and I and I think I said this at the 1030 because I think I think that uh, Ray said that he does the same thing. Uh-huh. Um, 
I go to uh, Lutheran Hour Daily Devotions, and uh, so they their devotional are at, their devotionals are mostly written up from the scripture readings going into the next Sunday. All right, so that's good since I'm every other Sunday using some of those, um, and I've been able to take a few ideas here or there. But then at the bottom there there is a read the read the scriptures in a year place, and you just click on it, and if you read those Old Testament passages, there's usually two to three chapters of Old Testament and about a half of a chapter of a New Testament. Mm-hmm. And in a year's time, you'll read the whole Bible. And, and that's been good. And uh, so then I will take that and I'll write questions down because you're, I'm reading stuff that I've not necessarily read before. Or if I haven't, I haven't been concentrating and paying attention. I just jot down like, did that really happen? What did, you know, what does that mean? And I'll talk to Anthony. I'll talk to Dan. Um, that's a good way to grow. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and one of the resources we have at Trinity is the Daily Dose Supplements for each week. And yep, those are awesome. And honestly. if you follow that, it'll take you through a majority of the New Testament in a year. And it's and there's no one size fits all for devotionals. No. Like each each person has their way of interacting with scriptures, the way the way that God is messing with them. And so if, if you go to Lutheran Hour and go, this is not this is just not this is not where I'm at. And that's perfectly fine. There's plenty of other oh, yeah. amazing devotions out there. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that because I don't do any of those. <laughs> I, I just I've I'm I I've always struggled reading somebody else's stuff. Um, and and it, there, it's helpful. I I, I, have, I generally have to start by reading something in in the Bible, um, and I don't read it. You know, you know, I don't. I haven't done that. Um, I actually read um, the entire Bible now since I've been retired. Actually, I started before because I was incapacitated before that. Um, but my my goal was to read it purpose, which was different from what I've read before. I mean, before I read for preparing a message or a Bible study or something like that, I didn't always read it for personal. I mean, I knew it applied, and I wanted to apply that, but. Um, now I've been, my goal is to read through um, four different Bibles at least, but f- so I can um, I mark one um, and give it away to one of my kids um, so that before I die, each of them has a Bible that I've marked up for them, whether they want it or not. And, uh, you know, I, I gave one to my oldest son in uh, Cleveland. Actually, I didn't give it to him. I left it at his house, purposely left it at his house. But I knew if I would give it to him, he'd want to maybe give it back to me. So I just left it. And um, now I've started on the one for, for my next child. Um, and so I'm reading it differently, I think, because I'm reading it with, you know, this verse would be important for our relationship or what I see them or their kids. So it's just, it's different. And I think, I think like Casey said, we'll read it differently at whatever point of time. I mean, if you don't have kids, you'll read it mm-hmm. and it'll be one thing. Once you have kids, all of a sudden certain verses will jump off the page at you. Mm-hmm. Um, when your kids are gone, there's even more verses that'll <laughs> jump off the page at you. And so I think you have to, that's why it's important to not just say, well, I read that book. I'm done. So in the, Go, keep going back at it. Read it again. So these Bibles that you're doing and you're, and you're writing like just personal notes about the verse. Yeah. Or? And I'm highlighting this verse as I read through the story. It's like, you know, over here it says, you know, don't be afraid. Or if it says, you know, um, whatever it might say that might, might apply. Yeah. I'm, and so I'm not uh, comparing them and just marking them. I'm taking my time. And if I read um, two verses and mark something and stop there, or I might read, I might read, you know, some of the New Testament books, obviously are very small, but they've got a lot in them. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, once in a while, I'll write a reference in there to go back to another place or that kind of thing. But uh, it's been it's been it's been good for me to do that. Um, so it's kind of like a personalized study 
Bible for your kids. Yeah, in in some ways, you know, I'm not writing a lot of notes because most of the most of the Bibles have their own notes. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like they don't need mine, but they'll at least know what I was writing for them yeah. or what was important for me at that time. Well, so. and I, I, that note of at that time, because one of the things that's really helpful for me is sometimes as our as our lives change, as we've added on to our, our experience library, so to speak, we can forget how it impacted us previously. And sometimes seeing the like that note from you know three or four years ago, five, ten, you know, whatever it winds up being, it can totally reconnect you back to that moment and give that verse life again. But also, if like I found if it was a verse I, I turned to or a passage I was wrestling with in a time where I was, it was a harder time for me, it's a reminder of God got you through that. Or look how good God was in this moment. And it, you can build off that as well. I can also imagine that as grandkids and whatnot grow and they want to know you better and you're not there to talk to them about it. Because I'm former. Former. <laughs> well, you know, you know, because I, you know, there's times that you sit there and go, I've heard rumors that I would, my grandfather and I would be, we get along really well. Mm-hmm. Not rumors. I guess that's a bad way of saying that. Legend. <laughs> yeah. Legend. No, I mean, but at the time when I was younger, I wasn't interesting to him because I couldn't take, carry on a religious or yeah. political conversation that he would want to do or fish. He would try to take me fishing and I'm like, I don't want to fish because I was a kid. I don't know. You know, I'm an idiot. I'm still an idiot, but <clears throat> I'm less of an idiot than I was years ago. And so to be able to sit down with him now, which I can't because he's former, it would be nice to be able to open up a Bible that he wrote in and say, this is what this is what he was. Read this. Yeah, And, and we did that a little, I mean, in, in at Trinity, we do that a little bit with the third grade Bibles. Mm-hmm. You know, um, each of the, a lot of the, the staff, um, some of the, their teachers or even their parents would, you know, maybe highlight a verse. Um, and I, I always highlighted a number of verses and had it be like a scavenger hunt for the kids. It, oh, this is good. But look at page 572. And then they, they would have to go find what's on that page. And there, there is something about how it all connects together. But you only get that if you read all of it. All of it. And, you know, and the Bible's hard to read because mm-hmm. it, it's not in chronolo- chronological order. and Not the same writing style. <laughs> and it doesn't have Joe and Bob and Jim. It's got names that we can't pronounce. Sometimes. Yeah, lots of times. So, but it's still important. It's like Greg said, you, you have to make that decision to say, I'm going to sit down and read. And I'm going to get something out of this because I know God has something to say because I, I I don't know, yeah. but I know he's got something <clears throat> and, to say. And then uh, in our busy lives, you got to figure out when you're going to do it. Yeah. And for me, it has to be first thing in the morning because if it isn't, I'll say, well, yeah, I'll, I'll, just, do, I'll just do it later. Yeah. And then I find out. Later never then comes. Then later doesn't happen. And I, and I think we have to be honest too to say um, there are days we miss. There are days I don't get to it. Um, and I try and do it in the morning too. But uh, you, you can't, don't beat yourself up when you don't get to it. Just we have a God of grace, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about grace. This isn't about legalism and saying, I have to get through this. I we need to get to the point. And being plugged in will hopefully get us to the point where we say, I want to do this. Yes. Yeah. I need to do this. Well, that's an example of for me, because my main thing is Monday and Tuesdays, depending on what day it is. I take the readings that you guys mm-hmm. kind of outlined because I have access to see what you guys are going yes. to be using for that. And and you're good at actually sending in like, hey, this is my thought process, but Dan and Gerber never sent me anything. And so I would read those and I would have to kind of, it's like, okay, well, the theme is this. So let me try to figure out because music wise, I'm trying to go along with something with the readings going on. Sometimes I'm completely off. Uh, very seldom are you off. I mean, when I was going through, you did a great job of tying it in. And a lot of times I, I could be preaching, uh, you know, and we would sing a song. It's like, that is perfect. Perfect. That is a God thing. I'm going to make you know? sure I mention something yeah. there. Or the, there's the inverse of that. The sermon's going on. Paul heard and that I'll there was. Run, a... I'll, I'll run off and go get another song in, and the, and the singers will be like, "What are you doing? I'm changing songs." Which is. <laughs> 
Well, and, and because, but I, but my devotion time, and I, I will say that it's, it's a Monday, Tuesday, and then the rest of the week, I'm not very good at being. But, but that Monday and Tuesday is very important for you. Yeah. I mean, that is really good stuff because you're reading it to try to figure out. I have to study it. Yeah, you have to study it. Okay, so what songs can can we sing on Sunday that are just going to relate and um, edify well, all of and, this? Yeah, well, ed, uh, edify, that's a good way of putting it. I was, I was saying enhance, or I, I as I, I've always said that my job, job is not just to play music my job is to get their hearts ready to hear the word mm-hmm. and open up doors open up ears and it's all connected yeah it, it's not just the word of god from the preacher it's not just the word of god being read it's not just the word of god song but all of that together it's a package deal yeah and uh you know when i started in the ministry it would you know here are the songs you know especially for traditional services here are the hymns that are good for this sunday and 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 that was all prescribed it's kind of like but what if I'm not using one of those or what if I'm thinking a different I want to go a different direction yeah um, and to be flexible with what God is telling you or laying on your heart um, so that hopefully it can be you know meaningful yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to go back to um, Dan's writing in in Bibles for each one of his kids and um, so I'm thinking about my son-in-law Tanner who only hears stories about my dad and you don't know how many times we say oh I wish you would have been able to know dad how <laughs> How many times we wish, but but when you think about the Bible, that is God. We 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 get to know we get to know our God because the whole thing is Him. Yeah, mm-hmm. what a blessing. Well, that that's that's the reason why it's important. Yes, and, and you know. that that legacy. You know, each each person comes to faith differently. You know, some of us are brought to faith as infants. Some of us, it's it's a different time in our lives. But whatever way that was, it didn't just happen by magic. God used someone in your life. That faith legacy, whether that's family or a friend or 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 maybe a, a teacher knocking you upside the head metaphorically not physically physical hate, contact hate not great bad. <laughs> Like, like it's it's that our faith is the legacy of those who cared about us enough to tell us about it, and it starts. It's well, it started number one with with Jesus, but that message getting sent out started on Ascension Day when the angels had to metaphorically mm-hmm. smack the disciples upside the head. Why are you looking up? He's not there anymore. You got to get going. That was my translation, by the way. That wasn't entirely biblical. Oh sure. <laughs> well, that was that was the reason why when you and I were talking, uh, I, I I used the mountain because you know sometimes it's like oh our troubles have a mountain in front of us if you ask it to jump it will jump and it will get out of your way kind of thing and i looked at it as well no i mean now we we have to start working we have to we start climbing this mountain you and, know? and right and and it's not necessarily easy climb no it, it it takes some it takes some work it takes some um it takes it takes everything we've been talking about yeah and, and you could be carrying a lot of weight on your back yes which would be nice if you know if you just let that go but you don't but sometimes it is sometimes it is an ascension climb that we have to go up and we have to go forward and we have to keep on going and don't just sit there in the bottom of the mountain and going well i hope i get to the top one day yeah it's it's not that god gets us to the top i mean if we're talking from here to heaven god gets us there automatically i mean by having faith in jesus we're there but in life that's what i'm talking about we still have to live life and uh it's gonna be easier to live life if i've got a power source yeah that i can be plugged into and that's the metaphor i'm using like the mountain i'm not saying you're gonna mm-hmm. get to heaven i'm thinking of right i just want to as make, a yeah. climb yep. as i i think of i think as life as a you, you have to move forward you can sit there and look at the back 
back at the history of the past and sit there and go, what did I learn from that? But to dwell in that is to stay on the bottom of the mountain and look up and go, oh. you know, at least that's the way yeah. I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. And and <clears throat> as we climb this metaphorical mountain through life, through, over rocks, boulders, in New Hampshire, I was just thinking of, the, there's the, the White Mountains in New Hampshire are, they're named after the presidents depending on the height. So the, the tallest mountain in New Hampshire is called Mount Washington and then Adams and then Jefferson is the third. And Mount Washington is one of those, it's kind of a weird shaped mountain that one side is really easy to go up and the other side is almost like walking up a cliff. Um, but what's interesting about Mount Washington is because it has it has an observatory on top of it. There's a road, there's a tram. And so when you climb that mountain, you get to the top and you essentially have cars and a mall up, to, up there. And you're like, where are all these people come from? Um, but Jefferson and Adam's actually a tougher climb. Now Jefferson is actually like huge boulders that you have to climb all the way up. And you get up there and you're just like, oh, I just, you know, it's smaller than Washington. But I'm just saying that each mountain that we climb, there could be just different obstacles, different different ways, different styles, different mm-hmm. in what you need to know. And as you're in the word mm-hmm. and as you, and you just don't walk, you're going to need that. And of course, we, we, we you know, the connected all is like, you're still going to need the, the energy to get up there. You can't just be like, well, I'm going to eat energy bars all day. You need to be connected, right? And so, well, <clears throat> Dan and I were talking when we were coming, uh, getting ahead of next week. And so this energy that you're talking about, well, the energy sources is, is going to be the Holy Spirit. That's Spoilers. the live wire. Spoilers. I mean, that that's it is a little bit of a spoiler, but that's okay. Well, yeah. Because if you, it's been around for a, a, a while. A while, so. Yeah. <laughs> a couple thousand years. The, the, the Facebook spoiler ban has been lifted for a couple centuries. Yeah. So from a faith standpoint, not just a let's just live life standpoint, from a faith standpoint and uh, really accomplishing, accomplishing the Great Commission, it was they're hiding out until they receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're a bunch of fraidy cats. So they're standing on the bottom mountain looking up and the angels go, hey, you got to do something. And then what they do, they go and hide. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, because you look, uh, we try to celebrate it chronologically as to when it happened. Uh, the ascension happens 40 days after Jesus' resurrection. Pentecost happens 50 days after Jesus' resurrection, which means for 10 days, they're hiding out. They got the directive and they're still hiding out. Yeah. Well, but I guess if I was in their shoes, would you be any different? Yeah. And, and to be fair, not. Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem until this happens. All right. So, so they, they're, they're, they've got some directive there but uh, yeah but it they don't start really going out to the holy spirit arrives a whole 10 days later i gotta tell you the uh watching that chosen 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 show it's really hard to say for some <laughs> uh, um, i mean i don't know how much of that is i mean there's a lot of biblical stuff in there but they really look at the because it's called the chosen they're looking at the lives and their personalities of the disciples who they were because there's a lot of stuff you sit there and go really like matthew blew me away i never would even thought of it you know um it is it, 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 it to me it put it in perspective that i was like well, they're not much different than what i am and so absolutely not <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely not i mean they, they were actually i mean most of them were fishermen just like you or did they catch six <laughs> walleye six, six keeper walleye <laughs> nope they got 152 153 153 <laughs> there, there, there were no limits on that body of water that's right, that's right. no limits no limits yeah <laughs> You gotta throw that one back. Sorry, right. that's why it was. That's why it was 153, not 154. <laughs> <laughs> How many per disciple were they able to get in that boat? <laughs> Do the math. 
But I mean, I'm just I'm just sitting there going. I mean, their doubts and their questions, and you know, even like, well, Jesus loves me more because we're this, and they're like, uh-uh, that's not true. We all have a we all have a role to play, and you know? they fuss and fight over who's doing what and when. My, my and favorite one is it's just like us. My favorite one is when James and John they they're outside a Samaritan village and spoilers. They, yeah, here come spoilers, and the Samaritans don't let them in. They, no, Jesus want us to call down thunder and lightning and fire on these guys we'll take him out for you and jesus is like this this is a little bit of interpretation but chill like by about 50 degrees well and it just shows that because we sit there going wait a minute these guys were, were with jesus they must have just been awesome because we're sitting here we're just studying his word and we're like oh this is amazing imagine being there with them and at the same time they're all like Ugh. yeah those are the guys that wrote the stories that we're reading you know yeah. i mean you look at i mean you only got to progress farther in in schooling if you had a job that required more reading or, or writing. So the Pharisees would have had many years of schooling. So one would think, and that's kind of maybe one of the reasons they dismissed Jesus is because he didn't call any Pharisees amongst those 12. He didn't call any massively educated people who would have studied these scriptures. These were people who got the basic elementary level education and then learned from their dads or a tradesman to do a job. Yeah, and some of them that didn't even mm-hmm. have that yep. education. Acts 4, they're unschooled and ordinary people. Now, mm-hmm. now Paul actually was schooled though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. He was actually a Pharisee. A Pharisee of Pharisees. Pharisee of Pharisees. <laughs> yeah, so he had a little bit more mm-hmm. of that schooling that you're talking about. Of course, that was after he decided to kill everybody. Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah, and he uh, he writes like a scholar. His his sentences never end. He, I don't want to diagram any of his sentences. <laughs> I had to for one like of my papers. the sound papers. of his own voice, huh? <laughs> it, was, it was a multiverse diagram. Yeah, he was a lawyer type, so yeah. Well, Tara, well, Tara actually would enjoy that. Oh, yeah. Uh, we we had we weren't in the same. In fact, I don't think she... So at Concordia, one of the things, if you're going into theological education, which Tara and I both did, her as a teacher, me as a director of Christian education, you have this class called Interpretations. Mm-hmm. And it's there's several different ones you can take. There's one about the Old Testament. There's one about the Psalms. I forget which one she did. I did mine in the Pauline epistles, which you you which means you have any of the epistles that Paul wrote. I would I, I don't want to necessarily go get on betting, but I'd be willing to bet my verses had more words as a sentence than hers did because she didn't do the Pauline epistles. Oh. Okay, but speaking of Paul, so he actually had to write a letter to one of the churches that were sitting around doing nothing, right? Which which church was that? Pop quiz. Most of them. <laughs> um, well, most of them but mm-hmm. I but I think you're right there he, he was kind of lambasting one of them to well, get rolling and there was one it wasn't Paul that did it but the book of revelations it's it's like the you know we think of it as this apocalyptic book which it which it certainly is but it begins as a letter to seven churches and it's Saint John one of the disciples writing it and he addresses he dresses down one of them he goes you're neither hot nor cold for the faith you're lukewarm I'd rather you do one or the other either be be crazy with the faith or be nothing you're just kind of there right now What's interesting about the seven churches is that was last week when Gerber had the, the map up of Paul's third missionaries, journey. Yep, missionary and he, journey. He wanted to go straight through. It was like the whole area that he didn't want to go that God wouldn't let him. Wasn't there seven churches in that area based on that map? That Something uh, that's like that. That's probably pretty close. I'd have to look at it again, but I think you're probably oh, yeah. pretty Ephesus, Colossae, Colossae. That wasn't one of the seven. Philadelphia. No, I'm just trying to think of the letters that he wrote. Oh. Well, I that, just know Philadelphia uh, because that's the only city that I know. That. Well, in Philadelphia, 
not Pennsylvania, was one of the churches that John was writing Thessal- to in residence. Thessal- Thessalonica. Thessalonica, Rome. So there's only like four cities that he's, otherwise he sent letters to Titus and Timothy. Philemon. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, Philemon. But I'm just, I, I just thought Yeah, it was I don't know which one. I just thought it was interesting yes. looking at the map going, oh, the seven cities, because he, mm-hmm. he, he showed a map of his whole entire four trips, and in the middle it just says, these cities in gold were the seven cities in a revolution. And a revelation. I didn't catch that. It's interesting. And I'm looking at it going, ah, this is exactly where God told him not to go. But John <laughs> got sent there instead. Yeah, yeah just, Ephesus would be the only one that would be both, where he was there, he wrote to him, and is one of the seven churches. Otherwise, the other six aren't. Yeah, I just thought aren't it was ones that we hear. So, so yeah. all right, did we get through the four that you talked about? We talked about. Now we didn't really well, talk about <clears throat> prayer a little bit, but well, yep. Yeah, I mean, pr- prayer needs to be purposeful, not just I'm going to pray for my food and I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> thank God for the scrub. Yeah, um, I'm good. I mean, the, to really pray is relationship. Mm-hmm. That does that make sense? Yeah. To really pray is relationship, and not just pray for yourself. Pray for others. That's I'm not sure how much we do that. And I think the other part of prayer that we sometimes leave out is we, we typically pray by talking, whether it's out loud or not. Um, prayer is meant to be listening too, listening to what God says. It, you know, and it really dovetails with with studying the Word of God because I might just be on a verse. I'm saying, God, tell me more. And what about this? And then just stop yeah. and take time and listen and let your mind be hopefully um, enlivened by the Word and by the Spirit and uh, give us direction as to what He's where He wants us to go, what, what we should be thinking, doing. And I have a hard time with the the corporate prayer out loud in front of a billion people, a billion people. But you know what I mean. I just have a hard time with that. Even even when we have, because after we have rehearsal, I always bring it the whole worship team down, the people in the booth and everything, and we try to have a centering moment. You know, hey, we just re- we just rehearsed. Let's just get our brain where we need to be, kind of prayer. Yes, yes. And I usually, if 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 Greg is there or if uh, Casey's there, I always make them do it. So mm. I don't yeah, I've never actually heard Paul pray at these circles. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Yeah. Well, and now you're Vicka, so I say, hey, you can do it now. <laughs> you have a title, you're in. Well, and I generally use I generally use the same prayer every Sunday, just to kind of say, this is what we're here for. You mm-hmm. use the skills we have to open people's ears, so therefore they can hear yes. your word better. I mean, yep. it's essentially allow your spirit to work. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else you want. I mean, what else? I mean, other than that, you yep. know, and, the, and and we give thanks. Oh yeah, and we give thanks for just the chance to worship and to sing and yeah, and well, your, yes, and yeah. and each of our prayers and how we do that is again different because some people yeah uh, anthony has mentioned on on, the, on this podcast a couple times that some of the prayers he'll read in worship are are pre-prepared that come from the synodical office some people absolutely love to connect with those prayers and they they enjoy getting them uh, because it helps them focus their mind some people that is the last way they think <laughs> like it's it's amazing how the broad spectrum of what praying can look like like uh, that's to me sometimes that's that's bigger words than my mind can chew on <laughs> um and then sometimes those prayers have the exact words that I needed that I didn't know I needed to say like it, it depends on the moment so but that's the thing about relationship relationship looks different for each and every person because how we connect with God is different among each and every one of us so my next question is and we're getting low on time here but the word meeting you know meeting with other Christians and and, and being fellowship, fellowship um, prayer all those things now how do we actually use all those things to go up a mountain or start climbing or start doing something and I mean and this is a huge question of course Tune in this Sunday. You will hear more. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, or read ahead <laughs> because we're plugged in. Well, hopefully, we're plugged in. Well, I hope we're not beeping. You know, because you know, if you have one beep, man, your your battery's low. And if you have three beeps, well, when when you're plugged in, Paul, your light shines. Wow, hold on, I don't have a button for that. I just want to go. Oh. 
because because that, that it's that simple. It's that simple. When you're plugged in, your light shines. So who by you example, are, as, by as you, you are the child of God that God created you to be. And you still might slip up here and there, but when you when you know you are a forgiven, redeemed child of God, you you're gonna you're gonna act differently, and your your light is going to look different than some, than someone who's not a redeemed child of God. And that's why you have to stay plugged in. Yeah, you have to. Or or how how can you be different? Yeah, and it's I can be pretty dim sometimes. My light doesn't always shine brightly. And I think I think that's the caution we need to have for people too. You know, we don't want to say that, you know, well, once I'm plugged in, I'm just on fire all the time because at least for me, that's not life. No. Um, there's, there's seasons, I think, and there's, uh, I, that's why, that's why it's important. I mean, you know, Lord's Prayer we do, you know, give us this day, our daily bread. There's, there's a reason that I need it every day. Um, you know, they were walking around the wilderness and waiting for manna to come down, you know, to, to appear on the ground. So they literally were praying for their daily bread. We take that for granted, but I need the daily courage, daily bread of God's word. Um, and even then it's like, I don't always, I struggle living it out, but we don't define line that we don't want to beat ourselves up because God is still caught. We're still his child. Even when I'm still continually messing up, you know, that's the, I want to keep remembering his words to me, not Satan's delusions to me. Oh, you slipped up. You're too far gone. Oh, you know, don't try anymore. I want to keep remembering, you know, his, his promises that are my, I've redeemed you. I've called you by name. You are mine. Uh-huh. To remember that. And you know, that, I mean, that's the verse they used in the chosen right at the beginning. And it's like, that was impactful for me. It's like, that's an important verse. Um, you are mine. Yeah. My grace is enough. Yeah, absolutely. My grace is enough. And some of that is, as I'm listening to your, your wisdom, because the seasons that we go through, and we talked about how we all have skills and we all have things that we can add to the bigger picture. Sometimes that your skill and what you need is not needed at that moment in time. And knowing, and then be able to have discernment and wisdom to know the back off or when to, you know, step up. But also as we age, the wisdom that we have and us younger people have to understand that these these people who are aging, they, the wisdom that they bring in, we have to be listening to this because not only have they lived and they've gone through stuff, they have a they they have a lot more time to study other word than I have. I mean, you probably have forty more years than I do, and I'm only forty. You know, six. <coughs> But I've, again, I've only been, I've only been reading this stuff for what, what, 15 years. So it sounds horrible when I say it like that, but it's just what it is. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Don't have to look back. You just look forward. Yeah. Again, you got to climb the mountain. You look back, you're going to fall down. And so I just, um, it, it, these seasons and all these different things, if you're feeling useless, you're probably not, it just, it's not the time when your wisdom that you have, the different things that you can bring to the table. Yes. There are going to be people who have youth and young and a little bit more energy to be able to do some of the physical stuff that you used to be able to do like I, I I've, I've talked before it's like you know I love playing music I know that I'm not gonna be able to do this forever I need to build teams and build people up so they can they can eventually do this on a daily basis or a weekly basis or whatever because eventually I'm gonna run out of steam it's just gonna happen um and the same thing with you you're young right now it's like I can't I can't I could imagine like course I've, I've said this to you many times mm-hmm. I had to fill in for the, ch- the you stuff for what six months or something mm-hmm. I was tired <laughs> You know, I, I remember I remember those conversations. Well, and I, of course, you know, I had a full time job and yeah. it wasn't my. But just to come up with ideas and come up with different things and, and, and engage with them and sit there and go, well, I gotta, you know, I was always worried. Am I gonna say the wrong thing, the right mm-hmm. thing? I'm shaping these kids' lives, and um, eventually, I was just like, well, and but the inverse <laughs> would be would be true if you put me in charge of worship music. Like I, I'm not sure I could interpret and apply lyrics like you have and connect them thematically. That that's not necessarily one of my strengths. I would just be like, this song. 
song sounds fun today. Uh, yeah. yeah. We're going to play My Lighthouse every week. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there are times that I'll look at a song and I'll be like, the lyrics are perfect. I hate the song. <laughs> yeah. And the same is true in the hymnal. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are hymns where the tune is monotonous. Oh, terrible in my <laughs> estimation, my humble, non-musical estimation. But the words are, are so rich and they tell the story, but they, it needs a different tune because I'm too I'm too busy thinking up, down, over, whatever, rather than taking in the words. So it's sometimes it's hard to put the package of music together when I don't know the song or, or I can't yeah. sing the tune. I mean, that's true in contemporary as well. Oh, yeah. But it's, you know, it, it has to be singable mm-hmm. or... Or at least say the same thing over and over again 15 times. Yeah, well, maybe not. <laughs> but yeah, it could be. But I think that's where sometimes we need to say, hey, you know what? We're going to learn this today. Yeah. We're going to take it slow because none of us know this. <laughs> And we hate the tune, but it'll be worth it later. I mean, I, th- I thought uh, they caught on to Ascension pretty well. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's it's because it's an easy song, yep. and, and you know, and it's it's not one of those one major hits that you hear on the radio. And so, but I mean, generally contemporary songs, if you want to analyze it, they are going to have a certain rhythm and a certain beat, and there's going to be a certain. They never mm-hmm. go up one more than three intervals. So, <laughs> you know, and, yep. and so you can catch on pretty easy. And and they're just they're developed that way. And I mean, that's if you look if you just analyze Hill songs songs they're all the same you sit there and go up oh, we, we used to make fun of the chris tomlin it's like oh well here's the verse up course verse bridge course okay we're back you know just like <laughs> yeah. it's like you don't know the form you will don't worry we'll be fine <laughs> yeah. bring it down here we go it's the bridge up oh, there's the bridge up oh, up oh, up oh. oh here we go you know <laughs> same key same key anyways but i just we were just talking about the energy and being the light of the world but also knowing that sometimes your light will shine brighter than others and then yeah. knowing the ebbs and flows of of life because there's going to be situations that your skill set is not going to be you could be there as a supporting character but you don't need to be the main character every day mm-hmm. again the benefit of being together with other believers yeah. you know in worship and fellowship I, and again just this little uh, my father-in-law he's had uh, some health issues and um, all of his kids are far away but he's got a great church family and you know they will make sure that uh, if he can he needs a ride to church or uh, um, help him with a meal or a medical uh, whether it's a doctor's appointment or even some other serious attention uh they drop everything and come right I mean, it's a great example I mean, and he used to be the doer of all that stuff and now people are doing that for him and that if you don't have that family that church family um sometimes you're pretty alone yeah uh it's a, it's a great um connection um in helping each other when the strong suit isn't mine and i need to have somebody else with that that gift but also now seeing you're saying that he used to be that person and now to be able receive that I'm it's hard that. but yeah. he's but he's I'm receiving seeing, i'm seeing a lot of that with uh the homebound mm. that i'm that i see the the homebound members who uh, were more actively involved with church they get all kinds of people growling <laughs> yep. bringing them things whatever that might be uh-huh. calling them seeing how they are yeah it's a pretty pretty big deal yeah well and it, it's it's one of those things though as we get older because i'm getting to that point now that i'm starting to see because we now we have the 20 year olds and whatever coming in and they're doing stuff and you're like oh, i used to yeah, to do that stuff or have the energy to now i don't care <laughs> <laughs> Let them do that stuff. Um, and But there are times that I would like to turn around and go, I know you want to do it that way, but we've done that before. It doesn't work. And here's the reason, you know. So that's where that wisdom comes from. And and have the, and then, but also having the, as us, also having the discernment to go, yeah, you try it like that because of these circumstances. Now we have this technology or this, they go and go, oh, well, we didn't have that. So let's try it again. Or a different person. Or a different person, different Be, personality. Different. I mean, absolutely. Because, um, I mean, I haven't been gone that long, but there are so many people I don't know 
know all of a sudden it's great <laughs> but it's like oh i wanted that but it didn't happen when i but it's it's great and to be able to just watch and enjoy um what god is doing is a pretty cool thing yeah it's just it's a never-ending cycle just keep on going never ending i would say that like this right now because eventually we'll end mm-hmm. and then we'll all be then it will be never ending never, 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 yeah and at that point he's like do i have to play music for the rest of my life is that the <laughs> <laughs> Yep, yep, because you signed up here, you are now director of worship of heaven. <laughs> Pick the right songs. I guarantee you there's people that have <laughs> They're doing it better than I am. I'm just, I'm just here. So, <laughs> all right. I think that um, we're quarter after. Um, any final thoughts you want to get out? And and if so, uh, I'm going to let one of you three pray because I already said out loud that I don't do it. Yeah, we picked up on that. <laughs> We could force him. No. Yeah, that's true. We do outnumber you. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> You're all in red, so I don't know. Well, Paul, you kind of know what's what's uh, going to be going on next Sunday as far as direction we're going. Pastor Dan does. Casey does a little bit. Ish. Because I've talked to both of you, or at least communicated a little bit. But, I mean, we're going right in. We're going from Acts 1 to Acts 2 this weekend. It's Acts 2 is a great chapter. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, it would be great if people would read Acts 2 before they come to worship. It would. Um, yep. Wink, and, nudge. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, good stuff. It's a great time of year. All right. Who's praying? I can take it. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Thanks, Casey. And I take it and give it to Paul. No. <laughs> Gracious God, thank you so much that you are the power source that, that we can draw from. The fact that we don't have to draw on ourselves to rely on to rely on our own strength to make it through this world because because I'm not I can't speak for anyone else, but I'm not sure I can make it through a whole day without relying on what you give. Uh, Lord, help us find ways to keep plugged into that. Uh, help us find the areas where we're lacking, whether that's our community or a Bible reading or our, or our prayer time. Uh, help us find ways to be more connected with you so that we in turn can connect others to you through the to the amazing saving gospel that you give for each and every one of us it is in your name we pray amen 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 i want to thank you guys for coming on yeah and, uh, thanks for having us, us. Yeah. yeah this is awesome so uh, any announcements we need to make before we go lacy you missed it <laughs> that's my announcement <laughs> Three letters, VBS. VBS. Next mm. week. Next week, y'alls. Wow, ready. Yeah. yeah, I'll be in North Dakota. Oh, nuts. There I goes think my I might, story leader. No. I, think, I think I might be in North Dakota, too. Oh. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to... What if I wind up in North Dakota? <laughs> we're all, look, we're all going. Are you maybe going to go walleye fishing with your son-in-law or not? Well, he might. The reservoir is right there behind town. I know. And he knows he caught a lot he, of walleyes last week. He knows what he's doing. So do you walk across the little line that says Canada on it? No, it's not It's not that border. He's got... Uh, uh, well, there, there are another. It would be another hour and a half to go north to get to that border. Is there any? I never. I mean, I, is go on. There's a big black line that goes across. It says Canada, right? I'm sure there is somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> with a whole lot of paint. <laughs> I think they have to do that, right? I mean, just like it's it's, it's on the map that way. That's a good question. And there's not a river. Yeah. Now, have you gone up to fish in Canada? You, no, I would like to someday. Have like, you, like one of the remote ones where you fly in. Well, I mean, I had a couple friends that used to do that with other friends, whatever. Kind of a bucket list thing how about going down to say the gulf and whatever getting in a charter boat and getting some swordfish or something that's doesn't, not a that is not a bucket list doesn't excite me. i've ocean fished before and it's like swordfish are good tasting though oh, i like swordfish yeah now so ocean fishing not good for you huh? i mean not for you Th- doesn't excite me it's because you caught a great white isn't it <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what's the keeper on those no 
you're just like give me a big walleye, <laughs> bigger big waves. Bass. Yeah. I just I like know. riding in a boat. I don't know. I mean, it's you know, like, you're basically with a guide, and they basically do everything for you. And he wants to do it himself. It's the challenge of doing it yourself, yeah. picking the right bait, and better be plugged in walleye mm-hmm. into yeah. wow biting. Now you ever gone to Alaska and done it? Yeah. Is that a, is that is, is can is I'm going to say Canada, but it's <laughs> Canada would be more walleye northern Canada or uh, you're talking about salmon in Alaska that people usually go salmon fishing up there. Now you stand on the side like the bear and catch them as they jump. That'd be awesome. Good. I think that would be more fun than fishing. That'd be <laughs> really cold. It would be cold. Well, you would definitely have to be there in the new doing it, right? <laughs> the bears. Ah, the yeah, bears are. I mean, they are. I mean, they have fur. The bears are substantially larger than when you get pummeled by the fish. It'll be. I mean, I'm saying if you're gonna do it, <laughs> kidding. At least put a speedo on. I mean, <laughs> that's just as bad. Uh, All right, I'm gonna end this before I get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> bye bye. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that the Holy Spirit has used this time to focus you in on the one thing that you can practice this week as you live out your faith in your family and in your community. If you found this helpful, feel free to share it with a friend. If you would like to support the work that God is doing through Trinity Fremont, you can text a donation to 1-844-353-5782 or you can give online at www.trinityfremont.com slash donate.